This show is brought to you by adamandeve.com. If you go to adamandeve.com right now and enter glory, the code word glory, G-L-O-R-Y, at checkout, you'll get 50% off almost any item, a free sex swing, and free shipping. Hey, Cecil. Hey, Tom. This is Devil Doc Josh from Cali. Um, I'm calling to say a solid hoorah to the solid Corman who left a message at the beginning of 374 and also to Michael Wood. Anything. Don't worry about it. And as I get to that, fucking love you work with citation needed. Water home and keep the last rolling. Bye. Hey guys, this is Austin from uh, near Los Angeles in good old godless liberal California. Just wondering if you saw this story recently where a bunch of Texas churches were going to sue FEMA because they're not getting payouts for the flood. And thought it was interesting that uh, organizations that wanted to avoid paying taxes all of a sudden want the government's help. And I couldn't help but thinking, hey, you, you knew the hurricane was coming. Why didn't you take a lesson from your precious little book and build a boat? Am I right? Glory hold, motherfuckers. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Gloriole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. Really, let's see if it works. We bring critical thinking, balancing acts. Okay, oh, hold on. Cecil has, Cecil tries to fuck with me during this intro, and it doesn't work because I it never work break. Because you stopped it. I never break. I never break. <laughs> fuck you. So right now he's got a he's got a box, a Johnny Walker black label Johnny whiskey Walker black. black. Johnny Walker black. Yeah, and he's got nice. the box, you know, that it was comes a in. gift. It was, it was a, a gift. From, it was a kingly from gift. Holy Kool-Aid. And then he's got an Aquafina empty water bottle and he's stacking that and he's stacking his teacup on top of the Aquafina. Aqu- I think it. I can it's do not going to work, man. What is this? Like fucking beverage Jenga? It's not going to work. Shut your fucking pie hole. It's going to work. Move your fucking hand for a count of 3. <laughs> It's never going to work. It's came never going to work. It didn't even close. come remotely close. It tipped somewhat more slowly than last time. We have different definitions of close. <laughs> I almost had sex once. <laughs> she almost had an orgasm. Close. She came close. Close. And then she stopped yawning. <laughs> Actually, I thought that was my opening. Hey, get off your phone. All right, don't. It's, get it. Yeah, I no, it's know. fine. It's okay. It's don't fine. send us. Don't send us that She's, porn. Are you talking to your mom don't right now? Don't send us that porn. Don't <laughs> yeah, send us that porn. Yeah, we've seen it, first of all. I did jerk off to it, but I didn't <laughs> like it, I guess. Here's the thing. I didn't like myself after it. You know what's it. funny? When I jerked off to it, I was also on my phone. <laughs> uh, it was so meta. It was uh, the most meta fucking it's masturbating. A, it's a, it's a meta done. orgasm. <laughs> Welcome to our show, everybody. Skepticism. <laughs> And irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is 
No welcome out. This is episode 377 of Cognitive Distance. A little later in this episode, we will be joined by Jeff Blackwell. He is the attorney for the American Atheist. You can sue him a little later on. We'll tell you how. Give you all his contact information. <laughs> He'll defend himself yeah. vociferously. It's a whole thing. Uh, but- I, I wanted to talk too. I wanted to mention before we get in, because a lot of times people will wind up skipping the uh, email section. We wanted to mention ahead of time that on the 17th, we're thinking it's going to be at 3 p.m. We're going to be doing Central, a, a live Chicago. stream we are. on. We're going to see if we can get it to work. Facebook and live stream if not but it's it might gonna be just live stream it's just gonna be because last time facebook was bouncing a bunch so we're gonna try to get it to work on facebook as well if it doesn't work it's just gonna be on live stream right. and we're just gonna call it on live stream and we'll post the link on facebook etc so people can find it but we're gonna be doing a live stream we don't know what the content's gonna be what we definitively know one thing we are gonna get toast and we're going to try Vegemite. Oh, I that forgot day. we have to do that. So if you're an Australian listener, and we're doing ah. that specifically because we want to talk about our trip to Australia, Skepticon, right. which is coming up. So we're going to talk about it a lot that day on the 17th of September at three o'clock. But we are going to make toast in studio and oh, try shit. Vegemite live on live stream. So great. There'll also be a blueberry pie eating contest and we'll all just vomit. <laughs> I hear it's Hey like, man, you want to see a dead body? What, what color is Vegemite? Is it green? I I just assumed it was gray, like sadness. That's, oh. The fuck color is I it? don't know. I don't want to open it yet because I don't want to break the no, freshness seal. I don't want to break I'm the sure seal. I'm sure the yeast that's of inside our, of this. <laughs> how many months old You're, Vegemite yeah. that we're going it's to like be consuming? It. We're going to be per- like spreading sea monkeys on it. Where them. is it? I don't <laughs> even know where it it's is. It's around here somewhere. All right, here's what, here's what I will also commit to doing. I will retry a piece of the anger licorice. On air? On air. I'll do it too. Well, both of us, we're going to eat the... The screamy licorice. Oh God, it's so bad. And we're also gonna we're also gonna have Vegemite that's gonna be on the seventeenth of this month. And if we can find it, and I don't know, I can't promise. If we can find it, there is a Neapolitan beer. We're gonna wash it down with Neapolitan stout. I'm very highly educated. I know words. I have the best words. I have the, but there's no better word than stupid. All right. So uh, real quick, Cecil, before we begin, this is just a quick shout out to our Florida listeners. I hope you're not in Florida right now. <laughs> I know because it's Monday. Oh, fuck. It's Monday in Florida. And basically your iPod just flew out of your hands. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have a, a, a very, very good friend who's got family in the Keys. Yeah. The Keys. And, in the Keys. <laughs> and they're like, those won't be there soon. <laughs> they decided to ride it out. Oh. And I was like, Are they in a boat? <laughs> I, there's no riding it out. I think you could do it in a submarine. I, if the submarine was in the Pacific, sure. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, man. Fucking, it. it's crazy. It is crazy. Oh my God. I, it's uh, the, so nuts. The winds out there. I have a friend who's just moved to Tampa this year. Um, He just, mm-hmm. they just moved down there. Um, Thanks, in, Obama. Yeah. And so he moved there. I want to say it was his, uh, the last time I saw him was uh, January. So right after January, it was like February, he moved down mm-hmm. there. And then he's been down there since. And uh, he posted on Facebook. He's like, look, I'm in Tampa. I should be okay. He's like, right. you know, don't worry about it. I'll be okay. He's like, I'm going yeah, like, to, I, like, I, I got an evacuation route ready to go. I'm ready to go. Just don't worry yeah. about me sort of thing. 
But there's people in Miami, those fucking people. Holy shit. Uh, it's going to hit landfall down there and it's just going to explode everything. It, it's it's like a black hole. It's just crazy. It's, so, it's like it, a supermassive black hole. It's just like rolling across the earth. Well, so that's a great segue to this TPM article, Talking Points Memo. Yeah, speaking of a supermassive black so, hole. This is what Trump, this is our fearless leadership. Yeah. And the reason I want to talk about this is because um, I have a three-year-old developmentally delayed son uh -huh. who is just now gaining some access to language, right? He's uh -huh. starting to sure. form sure. some very basic, simple sentences. Um, and he is orders of magnitude more articulate than the goddamn <laughs> commander in chief right now. This is what President Donald Trump said. This is this is a actual quote. There's a new and seems to be record-breaking hurricane headed right toward Florida and Puerto Rico and other places. Other places. <laughs> other places. You know, whatever's around that you sort of general our, area. The other stuff that is around in the place that the thing is going to I'm now. I'm not real globe familiar, <laughs> you know? Anyway, I think maybe there's Cuba or China down there. China. I don't know. China. <laughs> and other places. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we the will. president. We will. You literally can't not see what happens unless you die before it happens. <laughs> or you're just like, I'm purposely not paying attention. Anyway, we'll know in a very short period of time. This is my best part. This, this is the this, this is my best part. This is it. I can't, but it looks like it could be something that will be not good. <laughs> Believe me, not good. <laughs> It looks like it could be something that will my, be not good. My favorite part is later when he's talking about Congress, he says, hopefully we can solve the problem in a rational way, or maybe we won't be able to. <laughs> we'll probably know pretty much at the end of this meeting or the meetings that we'll be having over a short period of time. <laughs> what are you the president said that he and Congress have many, many things that are on the plate. This guy is a fucking Mad Libs. He's a Mad Libs. He's and so he's a, he's, a, he's a Mad Libs by somebody who doesn't know what parts of speech are. Like where they just yeah. like, they're like, what's a verb? House. <laughs> <laughs> he seriously, he, he has like, he has, he has the vocabulary of a not particularly precocious third grader. Any English people, any people that, that studied English, like let's say you studied English and literature yep. and the structure of the English language. Let's say I did. <laughs> let's just say someone in our audience right. did. Okay. What I want you to do is I want you to go to this article oh. and I want you to diagram that final sentence there. I want that. I want those two sentences as a as a joint diagrammed oh, and send great. that to us because that's I, great i because I, I at a certain point i just think it's going to be like a wordle like it's just going <laughs> to be like a weird cloud of words that you just don't know what the fuck it's spoken by an imbecile yeah, seriously it is astonishing how poor his grasp of language yeah. is he uses he uses the same words multiple times in a row very very yeah. many yep, many yep. It's gonna be bad, believe me. Totes super bad. <laughs> like his 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 facility with the language is so poor as to be genuinely jaw dropping. I I don't understand how this man has reached levels of power that he's reached right. without being able to communicate effectively at all. He sounds like a fucking imbecile. I this is a guy. Seriously, this is a guy that if I met him on the street, I'd be like, oh, he's he's not okay. I, when I think about it, when I think about it, I think about. Imagine his resume and Barack Obama's resume come across <laughs> your desk and you look at him and you think, okay, 
fine. Barack sounds like a black name. I'll interview them both. You know what I mean? (laughs) And so they both come in and Barack Obama sits across from you and he interviews for the job and he fucking kills it. I don't care what the job is. Fucking stripper. Doesn't matter. He kills it. Right. Then this fucking buffoon comes in the room. How I you get two questions into the interview and then you say, you know what? I'm looking for somebody else. Yeah, seriously. This is like if you ever interview, like you ever do like an interview where you have yourself and like another hiring manager in the room and you kind of do that sideways look like, did you see that too? Yeah, we're we're done. We got a we're done. I have a lunch in the oven. I don't even want I don't even want to tell you to leave. I'm going to call security and just have them take you away. (laughs) I, I cannot believe. Can you imagine you're in Florida right now? Right. You're you're in Florida. You're in Puerto Rico. You know, because that's America, right? So for realsies, yeah, yeah. you know, it's America light, but same sure. difference. Yeah. You know, you're you're there and you're looking to the leadership of this country and they're telling you that in a short period of time, it looks like something that will be not good. Not good. You know, like, like, well, fuck, are you serious? It's a category five hurricane. Of course, it's, it's not good. The largest hurricane ever recorded in this part of the Atlantic Ocean bearing down upon a major population center. And you're going to actually look at me and be like, believe me, not good. <laughs> are you fucking Fred Flintstone? <laughs> are you kidding me? I am opposed to cap and trade. He is safe. Uh, and and I, I also am an amateur paleontologist, so I've, I've spent a lot of time looking at the Earth's temperature over a very long time. And I'm, I'm, I'm a lot harder to convince than just looking at a computer model. All right. So speaking of hurricanes, this is Rush Limbaugh. Speaking of blowing hard winds. Right. Um, Rush Limbaugh's dangerous suggestion that Hurricane Irma is fake news. So I actually read a couple of articles. This one's from the Washington Post. Um, and they And they quote Rush Limbaugh, right? And Rush Limbaugh's coming out and saying, look, you know, I'm not at one point, I don't know if it's in this article or not. I don't care. But at one point he comes on, he says, look, I'm not a meteorologist, but I'm the tech guy at the office. I'm not making this up. Yeah. He says, I'm the tech guy at the office. And so people come to me because I'm like really totes techie says a fucking 93 year old, sure, man, yeah, like whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He could program his VCR. And he says, look, and I don't care. I just follow the data. And what the data says is that there's no bottled water left. You can get water out of your tap. Hurricane Irma is fake. I'm summarizing. Yeah. But only the very smallest amount. Rush Limbaugh has been called, um, you know, one of the leading climate change deniers uh, in the country. And you look at something like Irma and Irma might, you know, Hurricane Irma and then the subsequent hurricane that's following and then the subsequent one. Because there's three. Yeah. You know, there's three on track sure, right now. Three, in the on, track, right three now. on track. So there's a big one that's coming in right afterwards. And then there's a smaller one that we don't know how big it's going to be. Right. So there's Jose is the second one that's tracking. And I I did say a couple weeks ago when we were on poorly summarized name and scary name for a hurricane. And I said, hurricane Jose. Yeah. Guess what there is. You know, the the only made it just to scare Trump. They made it for you. They made it for you. He was a DACA kid that Jose. Now he's coming back with a vengeance. The beautiful thing is you can just stand and then say, no way. Oh, yeah. And it'll go away. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. That was a great joke. It was. You loved that joke. I'm going to leave that in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. When it hits Florida, it's just, see you later, alligator. That's just, (laughs) whatever. It's just, those are great jokes. Find one in your living room. Well, it used to be your living room. I mean, come on. You're not going to have a living room. It's now a dying room. (laughs) Uh, I want to read this quote. 
Hurricane, this is from Limbaugh. Hurricanes are always forecast to hit major population centers because after all, major population centers is where the major damage will take place and where we can demonstrate that these things are getting bigger and they're getting more frequent and they're getting worse all because of climate change. No, hurricanes hit coastal cities because human beings like to live on the coast. That's why. Well, well they, that's not why they hit coastal cities. Those are coastal, why those they, are population they, centers. They hit, right. Yeah, they're, they're population centers because people like Right. Like like to live there. And they're they're they hit coastal cities because hurricanes come from the ocean. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, like, like, yeah, you're right. right. They don't hit it because it's a population center. You're absolutely right, right. Tom. They hit it because the ocean vomits them out <laughs> onto the shore and then it hurts people. Yeah, right. That's what happens. It's not that we fucking wind up going there and being like, <laughs> oh, you know what? Oh, I bet you there's going to be a hurricane there. And then I could sell lots of boards to lots of stupid people. As if the board manufacturers are right. out there like, well, we just need to make a hurricane real All quick. All we need to do Can is somebody just, just yeah. it's it's like, yeah. like what do they think is happening? Like somebody's out in the middle of the ocean and they're all just like walking in a circle, like <laughs> really in a swimming fast. pool. Really you fast. know, like, we're going to make a whirlpool. Marco, hey guys. Marco, <laughs> Marco. <laughs> you know, you know what, what, you know why there's so many, you why? know why there's so many right in a row is Tell because, because Barack Obama didn't tell <laughs> Trump that he shouldn't play with the hurricane gun. Right? That, <laughs> just, that they had pew, at the pew, White House. Pew, He's like, pew. what does this thing do? It's the greatest. And he just shot it a bunch of times. This thing just, is good. Yeah. Very good. I want you to, I want you to make three of them. <laughs> send them right to my, send them right to Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, yeah, I need to rehab it. Yeah. I need some money to rehabilitate okay. Mar-a-Lago. just bought hurricane insurance. <laughs> <laughs> also, Rush Limbaugh is fat. Yeah. <laughs> he has nothing to worry about a hurricane. Like, <laughs> right? He's like he's like an evacuation center. Like, you know what I mean? Like you put him down there and people could just hide under his folds and be fine. <laughs> It'll just blow him around like a fucking Zorb. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Tom, the yeah. the, uh, the swing is still in effect. Well, I would I would go so far as to say that this show is in full swing. The f- it's still in full swing. It is in full swing. We're getting into the swing of things. And if you want to get into the swing of things. Hey, now. Right? Hey, now. Transition, motherfucker. You can go to adamandeve.com. Caliente. Right now. Caliente. It is caliente. We should. Even yeah. though, even though the, the code is glory. It is. Even though the code word is glory. We should consider Changing seeing if they caliente. could add caliente. So you it. can use either one. Yeah, we'll see if they we'll see if they'll do that. I, like I don't know if they will. I like it. We'll get in touch. Glory is the is the is the code word at checkout. And if you use that code word, right at checkout, you'll get free shipping, a little extra something, a a fifty percent off, 50% almost, off any item. almost any item, and a free sex. Ring. Right. That's a lot of stuff. That's Just, a lot of stuff. That's a lot of stuff. And if you wanna. You know, stimulate your clit, stimulate your balls, get a flashlight, buy, you know, lubes and juices of any kind. You can also get that sex swing and all that free stuff and get free shipping. All you have to do is lose Gloria checkout. Check it out. AdamandEve.com. They're uh they're a sponsor of the show and we and we love they're a our, great sponsor. They are a great show. sponsor of the show. They've been a supporter of the show now for quite some time. Yeah. Look, here's the thing, guys. You're already fucking. Yeah. Right? You're already fucking. You may as well do it for half off. You might as well. You can fuck twice as often. Yeah. With juice. Right? <laughs> Come on. So we're joined by Jeff Blackwell from the American Atheist. He's a staff attorney there. Uh, Jeff, welcome to Cognitive Dissonance. Hey, guys. 
So I, I guess my first question, Mr. Blackwell, is how well do you black? I mean, it's right there. Oh, come on. I want to know. The people want to know. They have a right to know. <laughs> I, Cecil. I think you're I think you're just being racist. Just I, right I, off the I don't know what I'm even referring to <laughs> when I say how well do you want to black? Hmm? I'm I'm one of the, I guess, lower shades of gray. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just a light spanking uh, shade of gray. Uh, <laughs> It's not even like a clothespin yeah. on a nipple shit. Yeah. That's <laughs> it's not even the purple nipple shit. Yeah, it's like a noogie shade. It's like something you could do in front of your parents' shade. It's a, it's a <laughs> like cuddling or something. It's kind of a rough tickle, really. Uh, I feel like a tickle would get you in a hell of a lot more trouble. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> are we talking? Are we talking about in chambers or just generally? Yeah. <laughs> chambers a strong word. It it's not a. It's only a chamber if you have to like move a book and a staircase rotates or something. Mm. Then, then it's a chamber. Otherwise, it's just a playroom <laughs> without kids. <laughs> That's what I call my wife's vagina. Same indoor outdoor carpeting. Actually, a playroom without kids. <laughs> oh no. Oh, you're bragging now, huh? Now you're just bragging. Uh, still a sports car. <laughs> Things I have to edit for the show. Number one. Going to give me in Welcome, trouble Jeff. right off the bat. Uh, hey, Jeff. You come home from recording. It's like, to you. hey, honey. Hey. Made a lot of jokes about your vagina again. <laughs> anyway, I'll just make the couch myself. <laughs> Oh, I see my pillow's already out here. <laughs> Thank you, dear. Uh, the only pussy yeah. I'm sleeping with has four legs tonight. <laughs> I'll be smothered in it. <laughs> uh, anytime you want to jump in here, Jeff, I, just I've jump got, right on in. I've got nothing. I don't even yeah. know. <laughs> I am home, so she's in the other room. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm curious about the job you do for American Atheists. American Atheists as a group is a organization that tries to make sure that um, America stays secular. Is that, is that a good idea of what their mission statement is? That is probably the most succinct way of describing it. Yes. Um, and so your job is to find things that happen all across the country. You probably get contacted by people, right? That say, Hey, they're trying to put, they're trying to staple these 10 commandments to my ass. <laughs> And you got to go sue someone for it, right? Is that is that mostly what your job is? <laughs> he just shows up with like a writ and a staple remover. <laughs> it's just like, mm. <laughs> you can't do this. Not anymore. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also don't know what a writ is. It just sounded legal. So that's does, why I yeah. worked with that. We haven't used writs in a long time. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, maybe we should start, Jeff. <laughs> You know, <laughs> um, uh, to answer your question, uh, yeah, that that is roughly uh, what I do. I don't I don't go uh, generally um, and find them. They uh, people come to us and and report um, violations of the separation of church and state. Um, and we do uh, our work is limited to um, conflicts involving the government. So if you're at your job and you get discriminated against on the basis of your religion, there are established entities for handling that sort of thing, like the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission and state organ state agencies that that deal with that that kind of stuff. We're limited to people suing the government. Um, and we actually try and make 
litigation the the last resort because obviously we're we everything I do is supported by member donations. So we take um, the use of member funds very seriously and litigation is expensive. And because of that, it is always, um, you know, our last resort. And so most of my job is actually trying to work constructively with government agencies um, to resolve uh, potential violations. So tell, tell us a little bit about a couple of these violations, because I, I got to tell you, like, when I read and, it, and uh, you know, obviously the only exposure I have to them is when they make the news and when they make the news, mm -hmm. at least when I read about them, they seem so obviously egregious and cut and dry. I'm always baffled how there's even a conversation. So, so I guess I'd, I'd love to hear about some of these where maybe they're a little more nuanced than just like, cause when it's like a 10 commandments monument, it's like, yeah, we've, we've seen this lawsuit. We know yeah. how it goes because we've had this lawsuit like 50 times. So I guess I'd, I'd be really curious to hear some some of the more nuanced or subtle cases that are brought to your attention. Well, actually, um, as it happens um, today, we sent a letter to each and every school public school superintendent in Arkansas uh, telling them, hey, uh, in crayon so they could read it yeah. or <laughs> um, <laughs> you fold it's got like that the the lettering or the the the, the spacing with like the dotted line in the center so you could yeah. make your letters the right size and everything couldn't do it in cursive um, it had to be printed oh yeah it's in arkansas yeah. <laughs> are you kidding me it's it, every sentence has no more than four words no word has more than one syllable and You've you have to draw bad it. period <laughs> stop doing bad period well, i'm i'm from missouri so i can smugly say that um yeah and we sent it via email so probably only about a quarter of them actually received it um <laughs> did he have to ship some of them a computer first <laughs> You have to send them a laptop with like an yeah. AOL CD. In the real rural areas, they have to pay a skywriter. <laughs> uh, it is it is member member donation funded, so no, we we didn't send them all uh, Chromebooks <laughs> or anything to uh, receive the emails, um, or those those crank driven Linux laptops that they sent. To, um, uh, uh, well, with the fitness but, level of the people in Arkansas, they couldn't work the crank long enough to get the thing oh. to boot up. <laughs> I'm just saying that they're fat. No, That's what I'm I get saying. It. I understand because they're southern. Yeah, yeah. I, but I, I can't hear this anyway. I, I've <laughs> never, I've never met you guys, but I've listened to to scathing the scathing atheist guys, and and I'm not sure if you know pot and kettle here. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll have to move on from that line of inquiry. So yeah. more about the, the letter um, in Arkansas. So I object. <laughs> um. Well, Arkansas recently passed a law that mandated schools, so long as privately donated funding was available, to display in every public school classroom the um, national motto, In God We Trust. Um, and this is this raises an interesting question and one that I think um, has really not been addressed by the courts at all, um, because on the one hand, the courts have repeatedly said that the national motto is constitutional, though displays of it, if motivated by um, religion, could be unconstitutional. Um, and on the other hand, um, courts view uh, religious content in schools uh, with an incredible degree of scrutiny, um, or are supposed to. So this sort of lies at the, at the intersection of those two, because 
either the national motto is not to be displayed in public schools or you can have religious content in schools promoting a religious point of view so long as it's the national motto. And those are kind of the only two choices that you have here. Um, and so we sent a letter to uh, the superintendents telling them, you know, that they can actually very easily avoid this issue by refusing to accept the donations of uh, funds or materials in order to put up these displays. Because um, once they have those, uh, they are obligated under the law to put up the displays. So that will actually be a very interesting question, um, which in the current environment raises a lot of um, difficult strategic um questions that we have to address now. Can I just point out that our national motto is fucking stupid? Yeah, I was thinking, can't we just sue the government? Like, can't we just <clears throat> skip everything and go to the government and try to sue them for a dumb motto? It's a really genuinely <laughs> stupid motto. And then this law, like, what the fuck is the purpose of this law? Like, they've solved all the problems in Arkansas? Yeah, right? Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, we gotta put on God we trust in all the classrooms yeah. as long as you use We haven't handled the illiteracy thing, right? but we'll just tell them what it says. Like, all so of our teenagers yeah. are pregnant. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> and I said tween. Yeah. <laughs> By dad. I, I, I noted that. Um, it, it's a challenge because... The courts have basically said that that the the place to litigate this question of the national motto is in the legislature. And if you don't like that the national motto is what it is, vote in people who are willing to change it. Um, Jesus, that'll never happen. Yeah. And people don't have standing to challenge simply the national motto because it doesn't involve expenditure of taxpayer funds. And it is – it's not telling anyone to – not do particular religious actions or to do particular religious actions. Um, but it's making a declarative statement about the country. I completely agree. But we have the courts have ha, the courts live in this fictional world where there's a, such a thing as ceremonial deism. The fuck? And um, I've never heard that term. I know. Before. Just bask in the irony of the idea of deism, mm -hmm. which yeah. Im, which which is, you know, there is a God, but they don't that, that God doesn't interact with the universe in any way, shape, or form. Why would you need ceremony at all for that God? Why? I guess I now that tell you explain me. it to Someone me. Someone tell me. It's a heritage that's thing. That's a really stupid I feel like thing. this is a heritage yeah. thing. <laughs> Someone needs to tear it on a racist statue <laughs> right now. <laughs> um so that's one of the nuanced uh issues we're dealing with. Um uh, a couple of other lawsuits that we're handling right now um, are, well, one's a fairly clear cut. Uh, there's a, a um, thing going on in Levy County, Florida. But the more interesting one, I think, is the question of the um, invocations at the Pennsylvania um, State House, uh, their, their invocations at the start of their sessions where um, – Basically, a a secular a local secular group wanted to provide someone to offer an invocation, and they were denied. What? <clears throat> yeah, so foolish. Like they have to know that when they deny that secular group, that they're gonna you know rabble rouse and they're gonna get some attention. They don't. Wouldn't it just be easier to let the secular group do their thing and be like, yeah, all right, we're gonna skirt the controversy, let you guys do it. We know you're doing it. You know, we know you're asking in order to highlight. The religious groups that do this, right? I mean, that's mm -hmm. why the secular, because it otherwise, why would the secular group be like, oh, I just want my turn? Like, what, what do they fucking care? Like, they're doing it because they know right. they're going to get turned down. 
right? And then then they get they draw attention to this yeah, we, issue. I mean, we would prefer that there not be invocations at all. Yeah, sure, right, exactly. Um, that, which is why that's what I'm saying. That's why the secular group would would be like, well, then I get a chance, and then you're going to turn me down, and then we can have this. It's hullabaloo. like it's like the Satanists, right? <clears throat> when the Satanists put up a fucking monument to Baphomet, right. and I, I'm, I'm going to get fucking a million fucking emails that I mispronounced a fucking made up deity's name. Anyway, yeah. you didn't check his birth certificate. Fucking Baphomet or whatever the fuck his stupid name is. They put up these these images of him just to tweak people to say, if you're going to put up your Ten Commandments, I'm going to put up this really crazy thing that is totally <laughs> against what you believe. And then suddenly everybody's just like, let's just take down the Ten Commandments. <laughs> right. It's the same reason that these secular people are doing that. They're just like, let's just not have invocations. It's what they're doing or what we've seen happen with uh, towns creating free speech zones in order oh, to have religious displays. And then, yeah, they show up and, and oh, we have to have a free speech zone for everyone. Never mind. We'll take our ball and go home. <laughs> Whoops. That shit was um, hilarious. See, so they, do you see that shit? They were like, they're like, we declare this a free speech area. And then they're like, we're going to put up all our religious shit. And then they're like, so am I. Like, fuck no. <laughs> no more free space zones. <laughs> it was really like they panicked. They fucking straight panicked. We're going to have a religion fair. Right. Cool. Here's the Satanists. We closed the religion fair. <laughs> right. So it really funny. Is, it really does seem to be free, religious freedom for me exactly. and for no one else. Exactly. Right. And, um, and, 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 it, and it is funny, too, because it's, it's excluding Islam. It's excluding a lot of times mm-hmm. Jewish faith. It really is yeah. just like... Christocentric, you know yeah, what I mean? Right. But they, they seem so tragically self-unaware that they're constantly surprised that this is going to happen because it's been happening now like with regularity yeah. for several sure. years. And they're just like, oh, we didn't think that there yeah. were like other viewpoints. Yeah. At, a certain like, point, really? at a certain point, you're just like, yeah, I guess the metal musel is working. Right. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> well, you know, they haven't even bothered to read their own books, so it's not like they're going to yeah, go out and, re- and and try and introduce themselves to other points of view when they aren't even really that interested in in the one they in actually their own point of view. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, and I should say that uh, we are not the only organization working on that, um, and I hope I don't misspeak, but I believe we're doing that in partnership with the uh, with Americans United. Um, that's not a case that I am actively involved in. It started before I came on board, and is. Uh, um, and and we have hired outside counsel outside counsel to um, handle that case in conjunction with the uh, with Americans United. So what's the success rate for you guys? Like, so the American atheists get involved; they're going to sue. What is the success rate? Well, it depends. Are we talking about just litigation or or all of our interactions? No, with I'm government? talking about just in general. Well, I guess I guess break it down for me. I'm curious. Like when it goes to litigation, and it actually goes through the whole process, how successful? How successful are, are these suits? Well, um, I mean, I have not looked at the numbers um, and, and you know, counted up all of our litigation and which one's won and which one's lost. Um, uh, you know, we have, just count the hits and forget oh, the misses. A hundred percent. We always win. Um, <laughs> always win when it comes to litigation, um, uh, unless it gets thrown out on standing grounds or something. But we, don't, we, don't count we don't count those. Because uh, really, this. we're always sitting in court, and so I don't know why we even worry about standing. <laughs> um, terrible lawyer um, joke. Terrible lawyer, lawyer joke. joke. Loved it. That's the best. That's the best they get. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not kidding. But that's not a joke. <laughs> American atheists. They do these lawsuits. Is there 
other things that they do? Like, is there something else? Is there another branch of things that they do other than just lawsuits? Oh, absolutely. Um, so uh, there's American Atheists that that uh, does all sorts of, of stuff. We coordinate with uh, local activist groups. For instance, there we we took part in a counter protest today in Kentucky, ca- uh, counter protesting the Westboro Baptist Church, um, and we support uh, local local atheist groups and other in other ways um we just held our national convention uh at, in conjunction with the solar eclipse in charleston south carolina what oh. was your motto it wasn't in god we trust was uh, it? No. no okay um okay you know as far as i know i don't think we have a motto <laughs> no motto I don't, i'll have to talk what to do you Dave. put on your money I don't, what's so what's your heraldry like what's your- <laughs> <laughs> um a house targaryen um, uh, <laughs> Do you guys still do the billboards? Oh, absolutely. We did one uh, yeah. for Christmas, and I, I imagine we will soon be having another uh, series of meetings to brainstorm uh, the, the the one for this Christmas. Um, but yeah, we do uh, we do the billboards. The American Atheist Legal Center, which is um, our office down in D.C., where I am, um, does has both a lobbying component and a litigation component. So we are actively working with coalition partners um, to oppose the repeal of the Johnson Amendment or uh, actually to oppose the Muslim ban because um, I, we are of the belief that religious freedom for any uh, member of a minority religious group helps uh, the rights of all members of, of minority religious groups um, and those with no faith. So um, there's a lobbying component to the legal office and there's a litigation component. Well, let me, and let me ask you a question about that. Just how, how effective is the lobbying? I mean, uh, how how often do you have yeah. to meet with Paul Ryan before he changes his mind? <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. Um, it's, it's twice as many licks as it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll. <laughs> you know how many years it has been since we've had a son? It's that many years. That's how long it's going to take. Um... But seriously, you know, I would worry or not worry, but I would be I would be very curious to know, you know, you're lobbying a um, a group of people that relies heavily on a Christian constituency and that, you know, every campaign that I've ever been made aware of, you know, your religiosity as a candidate yeah. plays some significant role in, you know, declaring that you are of, you know, moral virtue. There's so like one out atheist in right. Congress or something. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm really curious, like, how does well, that, how, how does that, that work? That is one of the reasons that we work with a coalition of partners, because there are actually a number of faith groups that um, have aligned interests with us in certain areas. Um, that's um, smart. Yeah. So Catholics for Choice or... Um, Actually, that's the only one that comes to mind at the moment. <laughs> I, I don't mean well, to say well, that that's uh, the only one, but uh, um, no, it's the only one that pops into my head right now. Um, so, uh, what about the Johnson Amendment? Tell me about that, because like, what what coalition partners are there? Religious coalition partners that are oh, absolutely that are working with um, you to on the Johnson Amendment issue? Because I would think they would all benefit. They. So uh, a small number of religious organizations want the Johnson Amendment done away with because their interest is more political than uh, community. But there are um, uh, statistics about the number of uh, churches and um, faith-based community groups that want no part of uh, the repeal of the Johnson Amendment because they don't want to have to pick sides in political fights. Um, 
and we think that they shouldn't take uh, take sides in political fights. But um, it, they don't. The repeal of the Johnson. So they feel like if the Johnson Amendment was repealed, that they would have then a pressure from their congregation to lead them in that in in, in the arena of politics. Right. That- You'd have half the congregation asking them to endorse the Republican candidate, half the congregation asking them to endorse the Democrat, or one Republican over over another in a primary. Um, uh, it's just it's not an area that people want you know, infecting their religious life. And I, I completely respect that um, because I don't want their religion infecting my life in any way, shape or form. But, um, but that's why we work together with these partners, because in some settings, yeah, you do want, uh, because of a particular lawmaker's constituency, you do want um, the faith-based group to take point. Um, even if we're all working um, together to achieve um, a shared goal. Well, tell us, tell us about your podcast. Um, sure. It's called All Too Common Law. I uh, reliably put on an episode whenever I feel like it. And, uh, <laughs> okay. It's a good schedule. It's, it's a great schedule. It's, a, it's an ever-evolving project. Um, I used to aim for about 45 minutes an episode. It's just me, though. So I was having to script out 45 minutes ahead of time oh. and do all the research and that kind of thing, um, which I just was unable to sustain a regular schedule that way. I've shifted it now to basically one story at a time as stories come up that I feel I have something unique to say on a topic. Um, I put out a couple of episodes uh, last month, and I'm sure we'll be putting out another one soon. You break down the the, the legal issues surrounding like what, like news yeah. stories that pop um, up? Or? So the the I think the most recent episode is a an in depth breakdown of exactly what you have to do in order to impeach and convict a president. Uh, okay. Apropos of nothing, and mm. yeah, no, that's um, right. Yeah, that's so weird. Not even that's, remotely top. Right. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and basically, why we're going to have to wait until at least 2019 before we see anything on that oh, front. But God. Really? Maybe he'll be dead by then. Yeah. I mean, I'm nice. not saying to kill him. I'm just saying well, he just dies of natural causes. The guy's 71 yeah. years old. He's not the healthiest man in the world, whatever his oh, doctor God, may he's say. He's the healthiest man in the world. Um, Goodness gracious. Um, that guy has fucking chocolate cake running through his face. <laughs> <laughs> you know, his heart is like an easy bake oven. <laughs> just like the batter goes in, <laughs> solidifies in his arteries, and then gets pumped all, all of the fat cells in his body. When they draw blood, it just frosts. Yes. It's, just, <laughs> just, it's like he's entire. He's a red yeah, velvet they, cake. They basically. take they take the needle out and then they just put a cherry right on top of it. <laughs> and then they, they actually serve just it. use yeah. a piping yeah. bag. But they have him blow out the candle <laughs> on his fucking syringe every time. You know, we laugh, but apparently he does get two scoops of ice cream for every one of anybody no else kidding. at his golf fuck? club or whatever the heck that. that was. That was strange. that is so funny. What a child. What a petulant, shitty child. Oh my God. I do two scoops. You get one scoop. Like, what are you kidding me? Such an asshole. <laughs> Fuck you, Donald Trump. You're such an asshole. <laughs> if if uh, Joffrey Baratheon was an idiot, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's who our president uh, is. Uh, and awesome. that is, by the way, that is not the opinion of American atheists. That is the opinion of <laughs> Jeff Blackwell, host of All Too Common Law. That's fair. That's fair. Is is there any kind of? I know that you had mentioned earlier that there might be some uh, some sort of matching going on with American Atheists right now with uh, donations. Yeah, if you want to become a member of American Atheists, um, you can pledge to make uh, a a recurring donation, and um, we've actually received a, a a generous pledge from uh, from a benefactor who. Um, 
provided us with up to $50,000 in matching donations. So wow. if Holy you um, want to donate to American Atheists, if you do it now, you will essentially be doubling your 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 donation. So That's awesome. That is great. Um, and you can do that at atheists, plural, A-T-H-E-I-S-T-S dot org slash donate. We'll make sure to put wow. a link on this week's show notes. This is episode 377. Uh where would they look if they were going to find All Too Common Law? Um, uh, iTunes, uh, alltoocommonlaw.com. Um, those are the, the easiest places to find it. Jeff, thanks for joining us today. It was a lot of fun. You're welcome, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. And they will say to me and others who defend the rule of law, we have to do something about the 11 million. And some of them are valedictorians. Well, my answer to that is, and then, by the way, their parents brought them in. It wasn't their fault. It's true in some cases, but they aren't all valedictorians. They weren't all brought in by their parents. Uh, for everyone who's a valedictorian, there's another hundred out there that um, they weigh 130 pounds and they've got calves the size of cantaloupes because they're hauling 75 pounds of marijuana across the desert. All right, this is from Right Wing Watch. Uh, Steve King, uh, uh, deported dreamers can teach home countries, quote, how a civilized oh people God. interact with each other. Oh my God, what a racist. <laughs> what a shitty racist. This, this guy's guy, the worst. This guy, a while back, if you remember, but we had somebody from Iowa send us a message because they were super mad that you used a term. I think this term follows perfectly with this guy. He is a corn goblin. He is a corn He's goblin. A corn goblin. He we got a, a shitty goblin. email from somebody who's like, "There's liberals in Ohio, or there's liberals in Iowa. I'm not a corn goblin." First of all, yeah, yeah you are. Yeah, you are. You're in Iowa. Yeah. You're in Iowa. You're in I can't. Iowa. First of all, I don't even want to say Iowa. My body wants to say Ohio. Yeah. Like, because Ohio has cities. <laughs> Iowa, like, you have, like, you have, like, a yurt made of corn, and that's your city hall, or whatever. Yeah. Like, uh, like most of the kids are named Malachi, right? <laughs> I know this one. I've seen it before. Hey, man, you remember that time somebody went to Iowa on vacation? No, nobody's ever done that. <laughs> Want to see Des Moines? <laughs> Is there any way you could take me to the farmers market in Des Moines? <laughs> you sure you don't want to go someplace fun, <laughs> someplace with people? <laughs> I throw, I've never been to Des Moines. Uh, I I've been to Galena, which is across river from yeah. Des Moines. I think. I, drove, I think I don't even know. I, at this you point. wouldn't notice because I drove. It's a it's a cross river from something. Yeah, right? So I drove to Des Moines or through Des Moines. <laughs> One time I wouldn't go to <laughs> two is the wrong word. Nobody goes to nobody's two. like, oh, my journey has ended. I can't wait. I, reached Des Moines. I can't wait to get the Des Moines emails. It's gonna be the oh, best. Whatever. Oh, they don't have any the emails. There's gonna be like three yeah. people be like all of us here in Des Moines. Something will be hastily scribed on a corn husk <laughs> and sent to us in the mail. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's written in Goblin. Yeah. I can't read sorry. it. They, they, they basically took a burned stick char and just like <laughs> scribe it in there. Anyway, so you were so you, I, you I, had the misfortune of going drive, to I Iowa. drive through Des Moines and I was like, I seriously, this is no shit. I was with a buddy of mine. We we're driving and we just got in the car. We're like, well, I don't know. We're just going to fucking drive and see what, where like I-80 takes us. You know, sure. so, so we drove through Des Moines and we were hungry and we're like, oh, well, Des Moines like a city <laughs> city. You thought. Yeah. And we couldn't find any place to eat in Des Moines. Because really? we were like, yeah, we had low standards. Like, we were broke and poor. We are like, yeah, we'll just stop at the first place that looks good. And we just drove right out of Des Moines. 
We just waited a fucking rest stop, like a like a like a service center rest stop had better options to eat at than Des Moines. Des Moines is a fucking nothing city. It's there's like there's like two buildings and that like two and they're just like they're like it's like somebody's garage, you know, like it's like not even like a proper building. There's nothing there. I I think the very worst part about Des Moines is that there's enough people there to elect this guy. Because when we listen to this guy talk in a few minutes, you just cannot believe how stupid a person can be and still get elected to office. Well, I don't know. He's both stupid and super, super racist. So, (sighs) well, here's his uh, his little speech. He's talking on uh, this was on like it was on a Breitbart thing, I think. Uh, Another tweet you sent out this morning is former former DACA uh, in DACA X apostrophe S DACA. Read the tweet. You're reading. (laughs) All you have to do is read it. What are you stuttering while you're fucking reading for? What the fuck is that? No one's asking you to fucking recite it from memory. It's not fucking to be or not to be. What is the motherfucking question? (laughs) Jesus Christ. He's still not going to get it. (laughs) Today, Junior. Recipients will make great Peace Corps volunteers in their home countries. None uh, would take more hardship or risk than we ask of the Peace Corps. Um, Can you explain? The Peace Corps is a volunteer force. (laughs) You don't get deported into the Peace Corps. (laughs) What the? You get to come home when it's done. And the other thing, too, is. The fuck is that analogy? Okay. He's going to talk about the size in a little bit, and we'll get to that when it gets to it. But but you're right. It's not an analogy because the Peace Corps is a volunteer organization where you have a, a nonprofit that provides for you. Right. You're not going to show up as a, they're not Peace Corps volunteers. It's not the Peace Corps is not going to be like, oh, you know what we'd like to do is up our organization by a thousand percent. They're not going to do that. And they're also not going to be able to put you up because that's what happens when you're in the Peace Peace Corps. You don't go and like get a job in the community. Right. You go and you get funded by people to help that community. Right. It's not like, hey, good luck. Hope you eat food today. Yeah. Welcome to the Peace Corps. (laughs) (laughs) This is what they call a hoe. Right. This is what they call a shovel. Here is a bag of seeds. This is your food for the year. Enjoy Peace Corps. Exactly. Peace Corpses. (laughs) Because you will be one soon. (laughs) That that tweet. Well, yes. I mean, you know, people are saying, well, you send these poor DACA kids back to a country that they never knew and they, the language they don't speak mm-hmm. a place where they don't have any connections whatsoever. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. That's horrible. Cause imagine if it happened to you. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the problem is, is that nobody has any empathy. Can, can you imagine what it would be like if you got put on an airplane right now, just right now, somebody sure. walked, put you on an airplane right now and sent you to Italy. Yeah. And, and then you, you, what happens? You walk off the airplane, you have nowhere to go. Sure. You don't have any family. Yeah. You don't have any connections. And I'm only an eighth Italian. Right. It's just my last yeah. name. It happens to be Italian, right. but I'm only an eighth Italian. Yeah. You so, know what I mean, I, and I, I just chose that because sure. I know yeah, your last yeah, name, yeah. you know? So but like you, you, and you walk off that airplane and you look around and you think, fuck, I don't speak the language. Yeah. I have no one to call. Sure. I don't have a place to live. I don't have transportation. You've had nothing. You've yeah. nothing. You've the, basically what they've done is they've said, oh, enjoy being homeless somewhere where you have no sure. resources. Yeah. Well, you, and you're not going to, it's not like, you know, your parents moved here. So they probably, you know, they're not going back to visit the family there, the family that's that structure there. So even if I did have relatives there, would they be willing to take me? They don't even know me. And do they have resources to provide and they, for you? And can they even right. do so? Right. It, that's not true. That's how they paint it. They say, these are valedictorians. They're the salt of the earth. 
They are. This is the best. This is this the is cream the of the, the crop. Yeah. This is the cream of the crop. You have to have, in order to get into that program, you cannot have any kind of criminal history. You can't have any of that stuff. And you have to be a good, upstanding person. A lot of these people go on to college. A lot of these people go into the military. They become business owners. Right. Like these are not, this is, this is a small group. This is less than, it's something less than, we figured it out earlier. It was like 8% of the immigrant population. Yes, this 100%. is the best part of the 8%. If you're going to talk about right. people with potential, it's, it's the very best people that you could choose to help America be better. Yeah, well, or we could deport them. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah which is what he's Because suggesting. that's how you make it great again. Yeah. They're all good people, and they're the cream of the crop. And some of them do fit that category, but there's a lot of them that don't. And so um, I'm just... A lot of them. Thanks for that number. Yeah. That's great. A yeah. lot of them don't. Backed up with no what? evidence. How many? Right? 50 of them? It turns out, I looked, at a, I looked at an article today that was on Breitbart where they said 2,100 people have, had, uh, have been arrested. There's been something that's been on there and they okay. listed what the arrests were. Some of them were misdemeanors. Some of them were felonies, et cetera. And then they listed six or seven violent felonies. Mm -hmm. It's 2,100 over a five-year period where over 800,000 people were involved. 2,100 people. And that's over a five-year period. And some of these crimes are, are not, nothing crimes. They're not, they're not crazy crimes. These sure. are just crimes. This is them trying to open up that, you know, that Venn diagram uh -huh, as right. big as they possibly can to try to in, uh, uh, paint this group of people as a bunch of criminal thugs. This is a group of people. If you had 800,000 people randomly select, let's say you, you lived in a city of 844,000 people and you and over five years, only 2,100 crimes were committed and Including only missing. five murders. Yeah. You would fucking live there tomorrow. Yep. You'd be like, this sounds like a great city. Yep. 800,000 people and there's that few violent crimes. Fucking sign me up. Yep. I would live there in a second. These people, these are these are not violent criminals. And they fucking even, I, I, I tweeted it today, but I, this fucking person found out that Breitbart used a, used an image for the DACA kids, this this 2100, used an image from, from El Salvador. The image was of a gang in El Salvador, the 13 yeah, six the M13 or whatever. M13. Used an image of that, a fucking Getty image, to depict these kids as fucking violent thugs. Sure. Yeah. No, no part of that is surprising. Yeah. No part of that is surprising. It, it's it's so funny because like they they look and they say, like, well, look, there's crimes that are committed by these by these people. It's like, well, there's crimes committed by any population yeah, large enough. Exactly. Right? I mean, it, 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 as soon as I take a, a, a sample size outside the local kindergarten class, there's going to be crimes that are committed. Sure. So what you have, the only, the only way that this is, would be relevant or meaningful is if you had a statistical analysis that could prove that the crime rate, the violent crime rate, because that's really the only thing you would give a shit about, right? Yeah. That the violent crime rate from undocumented immigrants was higher by, you know, substantial higher, margin, right? right? Yeah. That was higher than the crime rate committed right, by, right. You know, a, a the non-document, sure. just the regular citizenry or whatever. Yeah. You know, well, they never talk about that. No, they don't. They never compare apples to apples. They never right? talk about that. They love comparing their apples to their oranges. Or actually, what they do, uh, what they rather love doing, is comparing nothing. Sure. They never draw a point of comparison. Yeah. They never draw a hey, let's 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 see how this is, uh, you know, representative or how does this fit into the whole. Instead, they're just like crimes. Yeah. 
yeah. period. Well, and then if you didn't hear them, they're just like crimes. And they want to the same thing loud. Exactly. And they want to start a, a big, you know, a fucking list of people. Right. That is just like, yeah, I want to start a list of these. Well, because lists are intimidating, yeah, but exactly. they're only intimidating when you're like, well, against against how against many? what? Right. Are we right. going to start a crime list of all the people who are natural citizens? Yeah, right. So I'm making this point that if we shut off the DACA program and there are 800,000 of them in the United States today, they would deploy, and I use that word that way, back to their home territories most likely. And they would go back there with a U.S. taxpayer-funded education. Many of them are college education. They mm -hmm. would have a top-notch... College educations aren't free. Yeah. Taxpayers don't pay for those. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. No I want to point right that out. out. Where he's just like, he's like, yeah, that's exactly right. Right. We don't, you know, there's very few places in this country where you can go and get any kind of college education for free. Right. Where's my taxpayer I know that, college? I right? know that in, in Illinois, there's some scholarships that you get. And I think city of Chicago has something oh, set yeah, yeah, up, yeah. but I'm talking you know, about but generally. Yeah. But in general, yeah, right. you don't get a college education for free right. here. It's not taxpayer funded. So this guy's making it seem like, oh yeah, but they they all live under this false narrative that we're paying for their college somehow. Right. That somehow these people show up here, they don't do fuck all for us. All we do is provide for them and they don't then they just they just leave our community anyway. English skills. They would understand how a free enterprise economy works. Well good with the English skills too if you deport them to a country that's not English speaking. English skills are not a like a general virtue or moral good. And I could be this I could be the smartest person in the room in France, right? Let, let's say I and there's no room I'm ever the smartest person in, but let's just say I was in France and I just happen to be in a room where I'm the smartest person in the room, but I don't speak a fucking lick of French. I'm not gonna get a job there. Right. I'm not gonna be like, man, I'm really fucking smart in English. Well, too fucking bad. If I don't speak the language. What the fuck good use am I? You know what I mean? Like right. in those in those certain situations, I'm not. I mean, you know, maybe I can get a job like we do to the illegal immigrants here yeah, and make them a, make them a busboy. Right. That's what we're sending away. These people that have been in our military, these people who have been college educated, we're saying go back to your country so you can be a busboy there. What the fuck? Yeah, it's a waste of. You know, we talk about sometimes we talk we talk about this idea of brain drain. You know, and what a what a what a ridiculous waste of potential. Even if you're just selfish, like even if you didn't care, if you didn't have empathy, what a what an incredible waste of potential to take these folks and be like, yeah, all right, well, you could probably do some good here, but why don't we just take that and waste your fucking life? We'll just waste it. It's a resource and you're just shitting it out. It's outrageous. And you know the people who come here that are bus boys or that are in the in the service center that are picking vegetables, they don't have a choice, right? They don't have a choice into what they're doing because they're coming here. They're choosing to come here. If we make somebody else do that, we're we're forcing these people into that situation, right? Right. right. Those mm -hmm. people are coming from a situation where they're 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 poor and they don't have any options, so they come here so that they can they're going to get paid less than minimum wage, but they're going to feel like they're 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 doing well. They're they're living the American dream, right? They're they're trying to get better. They're trying to better themselves. They're doing menial, terrible jobs, jobs that nobody wants, that no, literally no one wants. Yeah, they're not they're not they're doing those jobs, but they're choosing to come here to do it. We're saying that what we want to do if we get rid of the DACA program and we send all these people away is we're saying, you know what? We're going to send you somewhere and we're going to make you do what your parents did while they came here. Yeah. By force. By force. Rather than by choice. Yep. yep. How a generally corrupt free society 
first world works. They- They're definitely going to feel that fucking charitable about the country that just fucking yeah, kicked exactly. them out. They would have seen the transportation systems we have, the educational system, oh the research God. and development systems that we have, how civilized people interact with each other. How civilized people interact. You're such a racist scumbag. You're such a fucking degenerate racist shithead. God, how the fuck do you fucking elect this fucking mouth-breathing garbage person? I mean, seriously. Iowa. One word, Iowa. That's how you do it. All of that would go with them back to their home countries. And wouldn't that be the best economic and cultural development a civilizational development that, say, Mexico could ever experience. <laughs> I can't believe it. Holy How shit. Is- you couldn't be more racist if you lit a cross on fire. <laughs> you know, maybe if we took people and put them in the monkey house, <sighs> it could train all the other monkeys right? to evolve right? into people. Unbelievable. And, you know, yeah, why don't we glut their market with a bunch of people that are overqualified for work? Yeah. It, 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 the idea that you're going to show these people are going to show up and be like, hey, you know, in America, they got good transportation systems yeah. and all these people are going to be like, oh, we didn't think of that. Ook, ook, ook. <laughs> <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, it turns out the problem they, with our country is that we didn't know that other countries yeah, had know, better shit. We, we've never seen any photos of other places. <laughs> and then they, they just talk in their fucking immigrant language or whatever they do. That fucking, ooka, ooka, ooka. Be to get that these are their best and brightest. Some of them are, uh, but just give it to the people that advertise DACA. And what if their words are right? Send them back home again. It'll have far more impact. It was never their home. Yeah, it was never. They've never lived there. It's not. You keep saying home. You're right. It's never their home. You can't send somebody home again if it was never their fucking home. Yeah. You know, my son. My my kids don't have a fucking choice where they live. They live where I tell them to fucking live. Absolutely. Because they're fucking kids. Yep. I pick them up. I put them on my fucking shoulder and I carry them to the place. I put them down. I'm like, you're home. Yeah. That's it. That's if it. I pick them up and bring them to Mexico and I say, you're home now, guess what, bitch? You're in fucking Mexico and you're now Mexican. Yeah. That's it. Or Canada. You know, you right. could take them and move them to Canada. Right. You know, and then you'd be like, oh, well, I got to send them back home because they were born here. Your your youngest son would have no, like, no memories of four ver- memories yet. very little memories of this right. place. He wouldn't know. A lot of these people are young when they get here, really young when they get here. One, two years old. They didn't have any fucking choice. They were brought here. You know, how heartless is this? I mean, okay, does it take, I'm not a fucking, not fucking a bleeding heart. This is real simple stuff. It's the meanest mean that ever mean to mean. It's so mean. Then you'll get out of Peace Corps volunteers. And then they say, but it's too dangerous for them. And it's a place they don't they don't know the language. They don't know the culture. Nuts. We send Peace Corps volunteers to places where they... Peace Corps volunteers are supported. And they're trained oh, and before they, they get there. And hear me out. They're volunteers. Yeah. yeah. There's so many differences. Are you crazy? Even, even remotely close. Don't know the language. They don't know the culture. And we say... Figure it out, then. No, that's they, not no what they we say. don't. We don't fucking put them with a plane ticket and a fucking saber and send them somewhere in the world. Be like, figure it out, fuckhead. We don't care anymore. Make the world better, fuckface. We don't do that. What the fuck is wrong with you? Are you serious? We need to deploy the Peace Corps to Iowa because <laughs> clearly that is not civilized. I'm fucking I'm flabbergasted with the stupidity. For yourself. 
and become an ambassador to and from the country you're visiting as mm -hmm. part of the network you build. I, we've got 7,000 and change Peace Corps workers around the world, and uh, we think they're doing a lot of good work. There's never been a... There's literally nothing analogous about the <laughs> I Peace Corps. I know. There's not, yeah. Other than the fact yeah. that somebody woke up one day in a new country. Yeah. There's <laughs> nothing. There's literally no analogy. There's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing at all yeah. that is remotely similar. Nothing. I, you can't... <laughs> Make this be the same by saying the words next to each other. It is crazy. It is absolutely Fuck. crazy. It is. I mean, it's just, I, I you're right. There's nothing analogous. There's, There's not, not a thing. thing. There's just, not one and thing. It's, and it's not that they woke up because they didn't want to be there. Right. You know, there's nothing analogous. My time, there's never been a debate on whether it's wise to uh, keep the Peace Corps going or not. We believe in them. But that's because they have nothing to do with this. If you go from 700,000, excuse me, if you go from 7,000 Peace Corps workers and scattered over 120 or more countries to, uh, let's just say, 750,000. The Peace Corps isn't that they, they're not fucking they're not going to be like, <laughs> OK, guys, everybody jump on board. <laughs> they don't have funding for it. Where are they going to get the funding for it? Also, they're not going to show up. When they've been forcibly detained and de deported out of the country, they're going to be like, well, you know what I'm going to do? Nice things about America. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? Volunteer my time. <laughs> and then they're going to be like, I need a food <laughs> yeah, suite exactly. and a place to live because you kicked me out of my fucking house. Um, former DACA recipients that are American educated going back to their home country. It would be a terrific economic boost for them. Yeah, because they, they'd show up and be like, I need a job. How is that an economic boost? Yeah, hi, I don't speak the language. I don't know anything about the culture. I have an education. It's not relevant to what we do here. Anyway, somehow, dot, 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 money. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? What are they? Are they made of gold? Yes. And they cut them open <laughs> and they're just a, like a gold Cupid doll inside each DACA recipient. How you argue against that. We restore the I don't know how you argue for it. <laughs> nothing you said is and nothing you said even remotely constitutes meaningful thought. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Rule of law and we lift Mexico and Central America up to be on a path towards the first world. Iowa's not on a path towards Un the first world. Fucking believable. Unbelievable. I do want to talk for a second about DACA because we talked about it before we yep. recorded, and we should talk about it a little bit. So they ended DACA. He ended it, but he's allowing what, what Trump he is saying. Trump, yeah. Trump is saying, try to pass it in Congress, right? He's trying to say, that's what he's trying to say, because Trump wants to have both things. Trump wants to both be hard on immigration by ending DACA as a, as a executive order, but he also wants to be, uh, he also wants to be magnanimous to these, this group of people, which, which I think, and and, I, and I'm willing to be proven wrong on this, but I, from what I've read about the DACA recipients, these people are genuinely the cream of the crop. They are really, truly the type of people that you would want as a citizen of your country. These are the dreamers. These are people who, you know, they, they join our military. They, they become business owners. They become, uh, they, they are, they, they go to college here. These are people who you want to have as people who live in your country. You want them as citizens. It's a no-brainer, in my opinion. They've been trying to do this for 16 years. It's a no-brainer, in my opinion, to do this, 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 uh, to to take the best people that come in right. and and let them become citizens. And in my opinion, it's absolute no-brainer. But 
for some reason for the last 16 years, even though it's had bipartisan support, not a ton on the Republican side, but some yeah. on the Republican side still has not been able to get passed. Even I think it was in 2012, five Democrats voted against it. Something like that. I mean, it's just like, you know, I mean, it's just it's amazing. It's, you know, so so it's had bipartisan support, but it's it's never really been passed. I think this is the one time, though, that if they sell this right, it could be passed. Now, what I hear is that they're going to try to tack this onto a bill, this DACA thing. They're going to try to tack it onto a bill that limits the amount of people that come in drastically from other countries. So there's okay, a right. there's a setup where they're trying to say, well, why don't we tack that onto the end of this? And then that way you'll get your DACA people and then we'll get limits on immigration. And uh, and I think that's a huge win for the Republicans if they do that. It's a huge win because they get yeah. a chance to look so magnanimous. Yeah. And and really, to be honest, you know, I feel like in, in my opinion, I feel like that is probably the worst course of action that can happen. I, I I want the DACA kids to stay, but if they're used as a political chip to try to get rid of 11 million people, that's really, hard to that's justify, fucking, right? That's super hard to justify. Yeah, it seems like a cake and eat it two moment for the, yeah. for the Republicans, yeah. right? You know, like no matter how this turns out for them or almost no matter how this turns out for them, yeah. they get to look both hard on immigration and kind hearted. Yep. Right. If, the, so, if this goes through the uh -huh. way I think it might. Right. And, I, you've and I'm just and I'm just one guy who just sort of sees how this looks like it's maybe going to shake out once they get the DACA kids in and they say, yeah, they can stay. Now they can start doing whatever they want to the rest of those 11 million. Because they're like, no, we already gave you DACA. We gave right. you what I know. We talked about yeah. this before the show. Like you, you feel like it's a it's a it's a little give. Yeah in order to mask the big pull, the big right? pull. Yeah. yeah. Right. You're, you're hoping it's different. You're I'm hoping, hoping it's a wedge. You're hoping it's a wedge yeah. that opens that door. Right. But I'm an optimist yeah. in that regard. Yeah. And you are, I'm definitively a realistic. pessimist. I yeah. am definitively a pessimist when it comes to, we'll see what happens with all this. It's not as dire for the DACA kids as I thought it was initially. Um, from what I hear that they're, if their application is submitted, they're still going to be allowed and in, and they're still going to be allowed to be considered. considered and they're keeping it open until March. And so there's something there's 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 they're still allowing people to be underneath that umbrella. But there's a time frame on what's yeah. going to happen. So I'm I'm optimistic that hopefully they wind up becoming citizens. But I hope that they're not used as as a political, as a political ploy, like a pawn or something. Yeah. It's that's that's horrible. So we want to thank all our patrons. We want to thank specifically the newest patrons, Alan, Randall, Nick, Melissa, Peter, Taylor, Penisaurus Dix, Chris, Claire, Rachel. Wingdings? Uh, I They look like, it actually looks like Greek letters to me, but at least one of them looked like a Greek letter, but I guess maybe it isn't. It looks like it's, yeah, I don't know. It's a bunch of X's. <laughs> And then an OE in the center. I'm not yeah. sure. Gibberish. Uh, gibberish and gibberish for the first and last name. And Anna, thanks so much for your generous donations. We really do truly appreciate it. So we got a bunch of people, a bunch of messages from people in Houston. We want to say uh, we hope that you guys are recovering from, from the uh, hur hurricane that hit. We also hope that the people in, uh, in the path of Irma don't have a lot of devastation. We won't know until a couple of weeks or a couple of days from now. Right. Um, we won't know the extent of that, uh, of that hurricane and what it does. Um, but we hope that you're safe. Anybody who's in Florida and we want to urge people, if you have a little extra dollars, 
um, and you want to and you want to help people that are going to be possibly displaced by this hurricane. Foundation Beyond Belief has uh, has disaster relief on their on their website that you can donate to. So make sure to go to go to it. It's it's foundationbeyondbelief.org. And at the very top of their website, they have a, a link to disaster recovery and a giant donate button on the upper right hand side. We got a message. Um, this one is from Horatio and he says, talking about the Ugandan porn detector, are they buying those porn detectors from Nigerian Prince's porn detector factory? <laughs> I love you that. You sound like somebody who's been duped before right? Horatio. Bitter experience. <laughs> this isn't porn. Uh, the detector gave me a false positive. <laughs> False positive. It's just the JC Penny catalog. catalog. <laughs> oh, still fine. Yeah, it's fine. Uh. I wanted to mention that I got a private message from Michael Wood Jr. this week, and he had said that he was kidding around when he said the uh the comment that sounded conspiracy theory esque. He said, I was just joking around the uh, you know, and when we were back and forth on the Skype and the way it was working and the way that we didn't get a chance to respond to it. It was just a joke that he threw out there that he was expecting a laugh to and we didn't respond to. So when I wound up editing, I might have closed the gap of that conversation a little bit. And so uh, so it was put in and he was saying he was clearly joking at that point. I And I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, clearly, sure. I'm sure he was joking uh, about the conspiracy theory stuff. Um, we probably still very much disagree on cannabis, but that's a different story. So. We got another a couple messages about cannabis too, and and a, a couple of different people. Specifically, Deborah sent us a message and said the reason why people aren't experimenting and doing this these tests with cannabis is because it's a Schedule One drug or something like that, and it's it's very illegal. It's a highly illegal drug, and I and I asked specifically, I said, well, aren't there places in the United States where it's not illegal? And they said yes, but it's still federally illegal. illegal right. And so the FDA and other things might might there might be a problem with that. So we understand now that those that they might not be able to do the kind of research that they need to do in order to get it passed. But that doesn't really change much of the argument. Yeah, though. it does. To me, it doesn't. It, that has no effect at all on the argument that you have to do studies to prove the efficacy and yeah, dosage. Right? Exactly. The, I see why we can't do that. And that sucks. But until and if we can do that, yeah. you, you can't make claims until you back up those claims. Sure. Right. So you can't say, well, I would back them up, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. You can't make the claim that you just have to say, look, this is on hold. Yeah. This whole conversation in any meaningful way is on hold until and unless we have an opportunity to study and prove what we're trying to study and prove. If you just say, well, you know, uh, we didn't study it, but I, and we can't because there's problems with studying it, but it's totes really good for you and you should try it a lot. That's nonsense. Yeah. Like it's just nonsense. Right. If you like to smoke weeks, it's fun. Smoke weeks, smoke it's fun. Weeks, it's fun. Yeah. Like that's cool. Yeah. But don't decide that it's, you know, some great panacea for all things. You know, Until if it's, we if it's it effective, out. it's effective. Figure it out. Yeah. Right. And we might not be able to do that for yeah. a while. We may never yeah. be able to do yeah. that. We got a message. Um, this is from Dan and Dan and I went back and forth about the Kekistan thing. There was a bunch of comments about Kekistan and a bunch of people said we missed the point about what Kekistan is. They claim that what Kekistanis and what they what the Kek people are is sort of a, a flying spaghetti monster. So they created a, a, uh, a sort of a myth about identity politics to sort of lampoon both sides of identity politics. And, um, and we got, we got, uh, uh, Dan and I got into a little back and forth about it. 
And he said, you know, they're, look, they're not trying to, these people are, are, are against identity politics. So they clearly, they're not racist types of people. And I said, well, look, I saw the Kekistani flag in the, in the protests down in Charlottesville. And those people were all carrying white supremacist flags and Nazi flags and Dixie flags. And these are, I mean, this is a white supremacist rally. And if you have people in that rally right. that have this stuff, and, I, and I'll, and I'll be perfectly honest, someone had said, well, I, I didn't see it. Well, this week they released another full 25-minute video of the violence down there. And I watched most mm -hmm. of that. Not a lot of it, actually. I only watched maybe 10 minutes of it. And so I started watching it. And the first part is them at, at night. So I fast-forwarded through the night part because I you can't see anything anyway. Mm -hmm. I can't see sure. what anybody's carrying. And they're all just carrying tiki torches. I fast-forwarded through it. I want to say maybe two minutes into that footage, I saw both a shield, like someone had made and painted a shield with the Kekistan symbol on it. And then I saw a full on flag all standing with the, with the, with the Nazis. With the Nazis. Yeah. So you can't, you can't tell me that they're not, that they, that they haven't adopted this. Now, maybe this isn't the true reason why this thing was created, but these people have adopted it. And I got to be perfectly honest. If you are against identity politics, like these people say that they are, right? They say that they made this group up. They made this idea up to lampoon identity politics. If you are against identity politics, you should be on the other side with your flag fighting against the Nazis and the fucking white supremacists. Because guess what? That is 100% identity politics. Yep. That is that they are the birth. They are the genesis of identity politics in this country. If you hate identity politics, you should have been standing with all those other people that are against them. There should have been a line of Kekistani flags. If that's what this was, there should have been a line of them against the white supremacists. But I didn't see that. So I'm going to say that either... Either you've they've the real people who who are against identity politics on both ways, which I think is kind of bullshit anyway, because it's not it's it's a false dichotomy. On the one side, you have once in a while a shrill screaming feminist, and on the other, you have people who want genocide. So yeah, I don't right. know how you fucking <clears throat> false dichotomy your way into that to be like, well, they're both real bad. No, you're an <laughs> idiot. Okay, that's a dumb thing to think. But if you're truly behind this and you really think I really just want to separate myself from identity politics. And, and you you hate the idea of identity politics, I don't know how you don't pick up and go against this. So they either they've they've left it, they've abandoned this, this Kekistani thing, and they've let the alt-right take it, or they're lying. Those are the two options. Yeah, yeah. It, symbols, I was thinking about this a little bit. You know, one of the things about symbols is symbols are problematic in that they're um, they're subject to change or they're subject to being co-opted. Sure. And if they are co-opted by, you know, if, if you create a symbol and you say, well, the origin of that symbol is X, right? The origin of the swastika sure. is not the Nazis, right? right? But the problem is that once the Nazis have taken that symbol, that symbol then becomes associated with the Nazi party, right? right? So the swastika is now associated with the party. It is forever tainted. That's it. Yeah. You can't go back and say, well, you know, originally it wasn't a racist, so now I can use it and it won't seem racist. You have to be real about how things are being used in practice, right? Symbols are not in theory, this is what it meant, or this is what it was intended to be, or the origin was benign. None of that actually matters. Yes. None of that has any meaning. Don't send me that shit. It literally doesn't matter. 
All that matters about symbols is what is the effect of the symbol? How is it being used? Symbols are only ever practical. They are never theoretical. Sure. They Because a symbol doesn't have actual meaning, the meaning is always ascribed. It's not assigned. It is always ascribed. Yep. So if it changes and it makes you totes sad because you wish it was the original thing, sorry, you lost control of the symbol. Yeah. And now it's gone. It slipped out of your hands. It's over now. And I think the reason why you lost control of the symbol is because you played the fucking false dichotomy card exactly way too many true. times. Exactly true. And they said, well, we know you hate the feminists. Well, we hate them too because mm -hmm. we hate all people because we're fucking misanthropes. There's a reason a certain group of people seized upon that symbol, right? They didn't seize upon that symbol by accident. Yeah. They didn't choose the Care Bears. Right. Exactly. <laughs> we got a message from... Uh, this is from Kale. Interesting name. Uh, and Kale. <laughs> Not delicious. <laughs> well, depends. It might be in hummus. He sent us a picture of a hummus trio. It is Neapolitan for, hummus. For $6.99. We are going to post a picture of this hummus trio <laughs> this week's show notes. It's probably better than Neapolitan ice cream stoops across anyway. So no I would scoop that fucking hummus across. No worries. So we want to thank Jeff Blackwell, who is the staff attorney for the American Atheists and also uh, the host of All Too Common Law, the podcast. We're going to leave uh, links for his work on this week's show notes. Thanks, Jeff, for joining us today. That's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, be sure to set your calendars and set your timers for our live stream when we're trying all kinds of horrible things that will be imbibing and eating and Why are we vomiting. Because... We paid for the equipment. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but check, Watch us eat a poo. <laughs> check, check us out. Check us out on uh, on the live stream. It should be a lot of fun. That's going to be, again, we'll put a link to it uh, where we're going to be, uh, but it's going to be on the 17th. We'll put a link on this week's show notes. Uh, thanks for joining us. We're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy healing, water downward spiral, brain dead pan sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.
you know the show, so you know you can swear, you can laugh, we, you can interrupt us. It's all good. We're just going to all just play and have fun. Yep. So, uh, so let's get started. What do you say? Sounds great. All right. All right. All right. So I'm we're gonna, recording. We're ready to go. I'm going to try not to geek out. Okay. Just here's the thing. You got to laugh at everything we said. That's the key. That makes Just like everything fun. <laughs> like exactly like that. Yeah, no. Yeah, do a really fake one if you can. The fakest the laugh that you can. Yeah. Yeah. It's so evil. He's got a good evil laugh. I, I've, I've honed that over decades. Yeah. They teach That's that. That's pretty good. They teach that in attorney school. Man, it's like part of the bar. Like the last question of the bar is let's hear your that's evil layer laugh. Your mechan- maniacal laughter. Right? Yeah, that's that's the oral portion of the bar exam. Yeah. Hey, that's hey a now. different kind of exam. Hey I don't. I never know if I'm passing. There's no or not. lawyers. Come on. 